Hello and welcome to another episode of Who's in Your Village podcast. I'm Dr. Will Soriano with Apex Chiropractic located in beautiful Neptune Beach. And today we're being joined by Dr. Hucky of Beaches Family Dentistry. And she's going to talk to us about a couple of things that may not uh, come to mind right away when you think of dentistry. So we're going to hop right in. So Dr. Hucky, if you don't mind, before we get started into what you really want to focus on and talk about today, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and you know where you're from i'm actually from western new york which is a beautiful region it's called the finger lakes region and i grew up in a tiny little town of fifteen thousand people um called geneva and i was a dentist there for 12 years with my dad so your dad was a dentist yes so that's how you got into dentistry like well, it's interesting. It was I was when I went to college, the only thing I knew for sure was that I was not going to be a dentist. <laughs> I was certain of that. So what were you initially passionate or interested? I loved biology, so I had a biology degree and mm-hmm. I thought I would I loved research, t- you know, doing research papers. Mm-hmm. Just liked the mystery of it and the, you know, chasing things down. Back then it was chasing him down in the library. Right. <laughs> um However, once I uh, actually worked in a research lab, I was like, yeah, no, that's not going to work. <laughs> Sitting around with the same five people yeah. <laughs> in a building. So, yeah, then I, I went to the resource center, and no matter how many different ways I put in my interests, dentistry kept coming up. <laughs> so <laughs> I called my dad, and I'm like, hey, I'm applying to dental school. And there was, like, silence on the phone. Really? Well, yeah, because so I, I was, was pretty shocked. Oh, I was certain I wasn't going to dental <laughs> school. He's like, are you sure? <laughs> okay. Yeah. And so I'm assuming that yeah, you went to school up there? Yeah, I went to Buffalo for okay. dental school. And so how long, when was that? I graduated in, in 1990. Okay. No one's allowed to do any math on that, please. <laughs> pretty please. Yeah. <laughs> I think the other day, I, it was, which made me feel especially old. There was like something on Facebook, and it and this is what made me feel old. It wasn't like they said Michael Jackson or something. They said Wu Tang album twenty five years old, and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. rap albums are twenty five years uh, old. Oh like, yeah, yeah, I know it's crazy, right? <laughs> okay, so how'd you end up leaving there and coming here? So I was uh, in a partnership with my dad. I met my husband on vacation in the Bahamas. He was he's from Jacksonville. Okay. He was living here and, you know, had a practice. And he's a dentist also. <laughs> so he had a practice in St. Augustine. He, at the time, his daughter was like, well, I don't know, 12 or 13. Same age as my kids now. And um, so, yeah, I moved down here. Okay, so you went on vacation to the Bahamas. Was Were you at a dental conference? No, I was just... So we, you we just randomly just... went to another country and then the guy you met is also a dentist. Yeah, no, it was like... <laughs> It was a uh, vacation, like, with a group of mutual friends. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, so you, this guy was part of that mutual yes. friends thing. Yeah, okay, I okay. wasn't on okay. a date with him. I okay, well, I thought you, like, were in the Bahamas and you met him there. I was like, this is, <laughs> is this a movie? A is this 50 First Dates? Know, that's right. <laughs> we're not going to go into all the details of exactly how it all, yeah, but yes. Okay, and so that's how you ended up here. Yes. So does he, is he, does he still practice? So we work together um, on St. Augustine Beach for 12 years also. So I was in my hometown for 12 years. I was on St. Augustine Beach for 12 years. My kids are 15 years old. So when my girls were little, 
Uh, Ron was still practicing dentistry. He kind of covered my maternity leave, he and another dentist. But then as soon as I went back to work, he transitioned out of clinical dentistry. And he is actually a business broker for dentists. Okay. And he, I think he's sold a chiropractic office before. And so he, he mostly brokers and helps transition health and wellness facilities. Okay, so people yeah. like retiring, looking yeah. to sell, looking to mm-hmm. expand, stuff right. like that. Or, you know, new out of school and looking nice. for a, an opportunity. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. And so that at that point, that's when you guys made the move up here. So I was an employee. Of, I sold my portion to when the girls were little, and I was an employee dentist, and then it just... In the same place. Yeah, okay. it just didn't make sense for me right. long term to, to do that, so... My old, my old partner in my St. Augustine office owned this practice. Okay. He listed it with my husband. And I said to my husband, I'm like, uh, remember, you're looking for a practice right. for me. <laughs> Neptune Beach is only like 30 minutes from the house. Hello. So, yeah, that's how I ended up. So how long have you guys been over there? So I've owned Jack's Beach's family dentistry since 2014. Okay. Yeah. So it's been a while now. And it's always been Jack's Beach's family dentistry. It w- I'm the only, I'm the third owner. Okay. So originally it was just the um doc- the doctor's name, and then Anthony Corral, who was my old partner in St. Augustine, changed it to some long thing that included something about implants, and so I switched it to Jack's Beach's family dentistry. So the, the office in St. Augustine was called St. John's Family Dentistry. So I wanted a similar feel and a similar, you know, target market. And so altogether, you've been practicing dentistry roughly about 30 years. Yes. Okay. Please stop doing that. Okay. Now. And so, <laughs> so <laughs> at what, so in that time frame and, or now currently, are there certain uh, specialties or subspecialties within dentistry that, you've decided to really focus on or maybe not focus on, but you just ended up being really good at and it's just now your thing? Yeah, you know, when you first get out of school, especially because I was in practice with my dad, and my dad went to school when there were really no specialists. So he does everything. Um, So I, when I got out of school, I was trying to do that same thing. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I have to do everything because he does everything. Right. Uh, and I really never liked surgery very much, so I did a lot. You know, I did a lot of it when I first got out of school. However, I was also it was really cool. I was in a building that my dad and a bunch of dentists put together in my hometown, and it was really all the specialists and a few mm. general dentists all in one building, a little bit like a plaza almost. Right. And so that's when it dawned on me. At, you know, once I moved here, hey, I miss the whole all under one roof thing. So if I had a patient and they needed a tooth out and I didn't feel like doing it, which was most of the time because I don't really like surgery, um, right next door was an oral surgeon. So I just walk the patient next door and say, hey, this nice, nice. lady needs a tooth out. Right. And then the orthodontist was right next door. There was a root canal specialist right down the hall. The periodontist was in the in our same building. So okay. And we had a couple of other general dentists, too, so we could cover for each other. There wasn't that. It was more of the whole, it takes a village, right? So (laughs) we had a, you know, in my hometown, we had a dental village all in one spot. So when I came to St. Augustine, I immediately missed that. And so I um, convinced my husband that it was a really good idea to hire a surgeon 
you know, to come in a day a week. And so that's when the whole, so my, our specialty really at Jack's Beaches Family Dentistry is that we do all services under one roof. However, the beauty, and we're a, we're a group practice, private practice. Um, so it's a small group. We do all services under one roof, but the way we accomplish that is not by me doing all right. services. It's the providers that I have in the building all are doing what they love, and we are intentionally covering all the services. The yeah. So I have a surgeon okay. here now. He's also a prosthodontist, which is amazing. And that, that means that he specializes in really complicated, like if someone has a really complicated bite or they need a denture and their situation is less than ideal, mm-hmm. and he does a lot of surgery. So he does okay. our implant. So he does both. He does our implant surgeries um, and any really complicated surgery. Okay. So, yeah. So do you, do you guys have an orthodontist over there as well? Do you, do you guys do so, braces um, also? Or we do that... a lot of Invisalign. Okay. Uh, I, however, there's, I mean, the best orthodontist I've ever really met is right right down the road. So. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, so I refer to him. Uh, and uh, what other services do you guys do over there? So I, I have always done all my own root canals, mm-hmm. primarily because I was in a small town, and I was even though I was in that building, about six months after I started practicing, the root canal specialist left town. Oh. I know, and it's a small town. New hat for you. So, yeah, so at first I was like, okay, well, I'll just keep referring to him up in Rochester, New York, which was an hour away. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then finally I just bit the bullet and took some really extensive training. So I'm the root canal girl in our office, and the surgeon is the surgeon. Um, So, yeah, that's how we cover all services, really, under one roof. And then... You know, you were asking about other things that I've segued into. Right. Uh, in Florida, it's really important because we have such a transient, you know this, a transient population mm-hmm. to n- allow people to get treatment done the same day. So yep. one of the things we're very proud of is our technology. It's not something I ever thought I was going to have an interest in. And honestly, it came from my dad. As soon as I left the practice in my hometown, he bought all the CAD CAM technology because mm-hmm. he knew I, I kept saying, oh, it sounds terrible. <laughs> and he really wanted to do it. Okay. So he encouraged me, my old partner, Anthony, that I bought this practice from, encouraged me to do it. And I just love it. I love being able to make crowns and all kinds of restorations same day because our snowbirds, you know, that are coming right. and going need stuff done the same day, partly because they they only live here part of the year. Or if they're here on vacation for a couple of weeks and right. they break a tooth off, you have yeah. to have that, I think, the CAD can. Or if you want to smile at people. Right. <laughs> and, um, and the thing that's funny to me or interesting to me about snowbirds, too, is even when they're here, they're also traveling. Right. So right. they are very – they're very active <laughs> human beings. And so – you can't, like, you know, drill in a bunch of their teeth and say, okay, well, you got to wear these temporaries for two or three weeks that are going to fall off every other day. And right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, like, nobody wants that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I've just gotten, a, you know, a lot into very aggressive prevention of gum disease. I think that gum inflammation is highly underrated as a, as a huge problem in our society and, and part of our, you know, failing health. Mm-hmm as a society and then sleep apnea is the other completely undiagnosed completely under discussed 
and you know mouth breathing instead of nasal yeah. breathing and so all that stuff is super exciting to me too. so so when you guys have someone who's you know mouth breathing or snoring mm -hmm. you know like and they why would they think number one what what about that situation would make them to think to see a dentist as opposed to I don't know an ENT or their GP like well, it's interesting. I mean, a lot of times they've seen other providers. Okay. Uh, the medical space doesn't really address snoring or mouth breathing because, honestly, they don't have any solution. So, like, somebody might bring that up to their physician if they go to the ENT and the ENT says, oh, you're fine. You know, here, you know, t do these nasal drops or right. whatever. Um, they're, they don't talk about you know mouth taping they don't talk about the importance of breathing through your nose at night they don't yeah. talk about i mean and snoring you know is something for some reason in our society that it's just becomes this thing that people like laugh about and think it's right, funny right like they make fun of each other about it like you're or, not breathing <laughs> and and it's like if if you're the person snoring then you're just embarrassed your whole life right. about the fact that you're a snorer and I think a lot of it just comes from the fact that the medical profession and doesn't have any solution. So because they don't have a solution, they then right. don't do anything about it or have the person consider going to see their dentist. Like right. that would never dawn on a physician. Also not to mention like <laughs> aside from the embarrassment, you know, all the physiological things that happen from that much interrupted sleep or if they if, if it's, it's severe enough that it's sleep apnea and they're not breathing they're not getting oxygen they're waking up 70 times in an hour you know like after a while that is going to drastically affect everything else all your organs i mean just everything's not happy <laughs> and it could be something so simple as fixing that issue so when when someone is snoring or they are mouth breathing what are the what are some of the things that could cause that so I mean sometimes right it's a deviated septum or an upper airway issue um, a lot of times it's an elongated soft palate and that is a progressive disorder so you know you you are formed with a longer soft palate mostly because your upper and lower jaws are underdeveloped right which pushes your soft palate mm -hmm. down your throat essentially but then over time, you know, gravity and laxity of the connective right. tissue makes it worse and worse. Um, and then the tongue, too. If your mandible is lower jaw is retruded, then your tongue is pushed into your airway. And then so, that's as when you lay back, it goes yes. back even more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and everything relaxes, right? So those are all the different structures involved. We're really blessed. And then, and, and I also invested in it, right? That we have the latest, greatest technology to be able to actually visualize all those structures with a one pass. It's called right. a CBCT mm -hmm. instead of a CT. Yep. However, I can see those structures very well, have it sent off to a radiologist and have them read it. I then share that information with the ENT that I work closely with. And usually he and I are working together to get oxygen where it belongs. Okay. So <laughs> once you've, uh done your exam and you've been able to diagnose what the involved structures are what are the what are some of the th solutions that you then do for those things 
So if it's upper airway, mm -hmm. I have the CT read that I then send that report from the head and neck radiologist. It's specific for it's a specific type of radiologist that's focused on those structures. I send that to my ENT and and have him begin to uncover with the patient what things they're willing to do to get their nose better is what okay. we call it. I mean that really just that means you know sinuses, the concha, the septum, all the nose things. So, so I, is it is it um, like a surgery or a treatment that's involved to those structures or is it exercises? It's or? all different things. I mean, sometimes your concha and your and your nose and all that is inflamed from eating inflammatory foods okay. or sometimes the ENT is then also referring them to an allergist and doing allergy testing. Um, sometimes they're doing, you know, nasal septum surgery. Sometimes okay. they go in and open up the concha to just make them bigger so they're not so breathing out of a cocktail right. straw. <laughs> so it really then depends on the structures involved and mm -hmm. the severity. And then I guess what the, like the least invasive thing to do to correct it first. Absolutely. And then just kind yeah. of go up the ladder mm -hmm. there. Okay. And then the rest of the airway, right, is compromised by the soft palate and the tongue. That's our arena, right, as dentists. Mm -hmm. And so what do you guys do in your arena for something like mouth breathing, snoring, besides the referral so portion of it? So as soon as they can actually breathe out of their nose, we start to talk about lip taping. Because if you're lip taping at night, then you're reducing the amount. Of, of mouth yeah, open breathing yes and then there's also things that it's a great company they're called mutes just like it sounds m-u-t-e-s they're nasal dilators that you mm -hmm. can put up inside your your nares they're mm -hmm. called to dilate those yep. to get more air in and okay. combined with lip taping and then what we do with the soft palate is an amazing technology we have this lovely laser again another investment um, and we do laser on the soft palate, not to cut it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Make sure everybody's aware of that. Right. <laughs> but uh, the laser energy going into the soft palate, actually, you know, because your soft palate's a little bit like a curtain mm -hmm. hanging back there, and it has laxity as we have more birthdays. Yep. And so it raises the curtain and then tightens it up. So it just tightens the tissue, all the mm -hmm. tissue of so it and its surrounding. Right. Just kind of firms and it up. What people love about that is snoring causes what we call a sleep divorce. Right. And so it <laughs> quickly gets rid of the noise of snoring, which gets rid of that embarrassment component. Right. It gets rid of people having to sleep in different rooms with each right. other. And so it's a really it's a really great adjunct and something that I mean, not very many. I'm, I think we're probably the only people in the area that have that particular laser. And so what was there a, a particular case or incident or something that made you focus and invest so much in the technology to be able to help people with narrow airway or airway obstruction? And well, it just it in our industry, it's interesting. We, you know, I would say 25 years ago, I went to all kinds of extensive training as in regard to TMD issues. Mm -hmm. um, I was interested in that because I have my own jaw issues. Back then it was all about getting the bite perfect, making appliances that created an artificially perfect bite. Mm -hmm. And then that was supposed to right, relieve all the muscle tension and, and all of that, <laughs> right? Well, 
in those same institutes now, like, so I went to the Panky Institute, which is in Key Biscayne. It's an amazing, you know, platform for continuing education, especially if you, you know, you want to do complex care and make sure you're doing things the right way. Mm-hmm. They are now all transitioning to TMD mostly being an airway disorder. Um, and when, when you have disordered breathing, you are moving your jaw around constantly so if someone is severely grinding we always were taught right that it was bite related Um, and it's really an airway issue so and it's like once you have taken a class and once you know that you can't unknow it right right so we now know it's an airway disorder and so for me being that type of dentist that I am I now know that so we've invested in airway testing I have three different types of airway testing devices because the main thing that's happening to humans is that they might have it might have been mentioned to them even by a physician right that they might have an airway issue and oh they need to go get a sleep test no one's gonna go right nobody goes they don't go get the sleep no one goes (laughs) that's true and so they walk around well, th- and that's the other thing about our society, too. Everybody thinks it's funny to be tired. Right. It's not funny to snore. Right. And it's not funny to be tired. Yeah. Especially <laughs> when you're driving. It's just, just not. everything. Well, it's just wear and tear on your cardiovascular right. system. Yeah. I mean, if you care about nothing else, right? Yeah. I think they say if you have uh, less than five hours of uninterrupted sleep, you have a significantly 45%. shorter lifespan. 45% increased risk of heart attack and stroke. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, that's not good. No, it's bad. And, and, and you know, I, I think I think part of the problem is also like from the from the general public side is that a lot of these things seem too simplistic of a solution mm-hmm. like diet and exercise, you know, like you know, getting your airway fixed. They, they just seem like simple. So they're like, oh, that's just seems like such a simple solution or getting a sleep study. Like, what are they, what's that going to do? I, I think that people tend to see like all the shiny object. We're doing a whole bunch of stuff to you as, okay, that's something that I should do because it seems like they're doing a lot as opposed to we're just going to do this exam and see what this looks like. They're like, oh, that's just too simplistic. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and I think just not, not enough, I mean, in, in the airway space especially, not enough people are getting tested. Right. So I am an advocate for every single health care practitioner that's willing to do it to just buy a couple of sleep rings. The sleep rings are the simplest way to test. It's cardiopulmonary coupling. It links to your phone. It literally looks like a football, like a Super Bowl ring or a class ring and it just couples when your saturated oxygen drops and your you know your heart rate comes up it records an event so is this something that the general public could buy for themselves no it's something that a health practitioner has to get for them you could buy every chiropractor could buy it every physician could have a couple but people can't have it it's not like a it's not like a like a like one of those devices that you can buy to check your own ketones every night well I mean people have aura rings but they don't have a saturated oxygen component and they're not ever I don't think gonna make those devices well I the type of reporting that you're looking at there would be no way for the general public to read it 
I mean, they could simplify their reporting, I guess, so that, you know, you could continue to monitor your saturated oxygen at home. I mean, on some level, I would like that because people look at, like, their Fitbit score. Right, exactly. And they think, oh, I'm fine. Right. Well, you can't see. Exactly. You can't see your events because there's no saturated oxygen. Okay, so this is only, this is a device that only a healthcare provider can put a person on and then they'll... Well, because it's have a, it for a yeah. week or something. It's a certified home sleep test right. device. So, okay. Yeah. But it's very convenient because it's not like it's a big contraption that you got to right. stick on your face. And it's the main reason people don't yeah. get it done. And, and the main reason people who do get it done they don't wear it. The, they have the machine at home and they won't wear it because they're like, I can't wear that thing. Oh, well, that's a CPAP machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole, yeah. that's a whole other topic. <laughs> no, so a lot of reasons that people don't go get, they're already not sleeping well, right? right. And so then it's recommended that they do a sleep test at a hospital. And the person that isn't sleeping well is thinking, How am I going to sleep there? Okay. <laughs> how is that data going to be accurate? And even when people go, they still don't get treatment because they don't believe the results of right. the home sleep or of the hospital-based sleep test. But the same with even the complex. So we have a couple of complex, you know, multi-channel home sleep tests. They have a a cannula and they have this and they have a chest strap and um even though some people can't tolerate so it's almost like the more severe their apnea is the less they can tolerate the sleep test and then even if they finally you know they're relentlessly being beaten into submission to go get the sleep test they then don't believe the results and so then they don't they go, don't get the, they, they don't, don't get, get care treatment. yeah okay so, so what are some what are some things besides being tired or like sometimes, you know, there's people who are single who are pretty bad snores and they just aren't aware of it because, you know, they don't hear themselves. So aside from being tired, what are some other signs or symptoms that a person can experience that might get them to get a light bulb to go off and go, oh, my God, I heard Dr. Hucky talking about this. I may I may have this issue. Right. The main triggers are you are have always been a grinder, and no matter what dentistry gets done in your mouth, you break it. Okay. Your front teeth are getting shorter. They're chipping for no reason. So most of my severe grinders that I test have a certain amount of sleep apnea, whether they snore or not. Okay. Um, certainly, if you, like, fall asleep on a plane and you have a tendency to, like, snort and gas and like wake yourself up i mean that's that's a sign if you're concerned about it there is an app called snore lab just how it sounds Mm -hmm. it's the icon is like a beaker okay you can download that app and you can turn it on before you go to sleep and it'll give you a snore index and i use that to help people you know monitor their their progress as we're treating them okay um so that's another way to look at it on like if all of the sudden you have high blood pressure all of the sudden you start getting um acid reflux for no reason those are all indications of you know restless leg you're all of a sudden can't hold your bladder through the night everyone for the most part can hold their bladder through the night doesn't matter to me how much water you're drinking if you're waking up in the night and you're a grinder and you have acid reflux and you suddenly have high blood pressure, you most likely have sleep apnea on some level. Now, it doesn't mean that you have sleep apnea to the point 
of needing a CPAP machine, but it, right. it really it means you need to get some get further get a screening get, done. Get yeah, it's so testing. simple. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so now a person, you know, they've they've come to see you. That you've done this diagnosis. You've done all the testing. They're they're being treated. Is this type of treatment uh, like a, a one and done type of thing, or is it a thing like after you get braces, you still have to wear a retainer? You know, kind of deal. So we have multiple appliances. We also, like I was alluding to earlier, we're coordinating care with lots of different people. So everybody's case is different. Some people have a, a lot of integrating factors. You okay. know, we work a lot with Caitlin Strum. She's a myofunctional mm -hmm. therapist. So a myofunctional therapist is helping get it, get the oral tissues stronger, getting people's tongue in the proper position because we need the tongue up and forward out of the airway. We can't have it not strong and it it being, you know, in the back. It also can be tied down. So sometimes we're having to do a tongue tie release okay. even in adults. Okay. <laughs> Everyone thinks of that as right, like it's a, only kiddo a kid thing. thing. But a lot of us I just had mine done recently. Actually, I did it side by side with Caitlin. <laughs> I, I remember that actually. yeah right and so you know we're working with multiple different professionals mm -hmm. and so our appliance therapy what a what a traditional dental oral appliance does is postures the mandible which is the lower jaw mm -hmm. forward when you posture the jaw forward at night and you lay back then your tongue cannot fall back so that's the main preventative standard appliance and this is just a, a nightly thing you so just... that's something that you wear at night obviously once you if you take it out and don't wear it then right. you're you're right back to where you were so it's similar to me i say i compare it to you know a cpap machine in that you have to wear it every night indefinitely right now the laser treatment on the soft palate especially if someone really is primarily a snorer is curative okay so it's a one it's, one or well, a couple of times maybe it's a it's a four-part treatment so it's a series of four and then most people will come in once a year for like a touch-up yep so i have lots of patients just because of you know people finding me on the internet right right finding me all different ways that you know they live say on the west side of town and they have their dentist and they get their teeth cleaned by that person and all their dental work done there but they come come to me like say just for laser treatment right so, you know, their wife starts kicking him again because they're snoring and they just come back in for their touch-up. And we don't really monitor them if they're not apnea patients. Okay. You know, if they're snoring, that's, you know, that's up to them to, right. to decide. Okay. Um, we also have appliances that help actually expand the arch. So your upper jaw is what your tongue needs to seal against. Mm -hmm. If it is constricted you know, then that, that can't happen. Right. So in kiddos and adults, we have appliances that are curative in that way. And then if I'm coordinating care with Caitlin, you so know. So it's an appliance that they'll only wear once? So the appliances to expand your arches right. are a little bit like having orthodontics right. done. So only you want for a while and take them off and then you don't have to do anything once you take them off. Or I is mean, there like a you retainer You sometimes will have a, yeah, a retainer maintenance appliance, okay. um, but it'll be a lot less invasive. Invasive yeah. and every night, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. And you also will have a better airway during the day. Right. You know, your airway is still 
compromised during the day. Right. It's just not as bad as when you're it's laying back. It's just not as bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So opening your airway and doing something curative is appealing because, you know, you can breathe better, better all the time. So since you, you know, very early on in your career were exposed to a very collaborative way of working with other providers, even though these were all dental providers, is that sort of what kind of set it up where you now work with other providers who aren't necessarily dentists and it just made that transition easier? I think that, you know, being raised that way, you know, right. in the dental right. realm is what once I moved here and I was, you know, motivated to recreate that dentally, I then started to think about other things, you know, when people, you know, are having health and wellness issues that are in a realm I don't work in. And then, you know, I joined B&I too right. 17 years ago. Wow. <laughs> so wow. I've been networking right. and collaborating for a long time through that platform. And that, you know, that advanced it more for me. Um, realizing that it takes a village, right. just like the right. name of the podcast, right? right? I, you know, if somebody comes in and they're struggling with multiple health issues, they're not happy with their physician. Well, I want to know a physician that you can send I them can to. send them right. to that I trust. Um, and then getting into the sleep realm really has brought it completely home right. for me. You yeah, know? because there's a lot of different specialists that can yeah. help in that at different portions of that, whether it's soft tissue, heart tissue, uh, neurology, uh, nutrition. I mean, there's like, yes, all of it. and you know, it's not that I couldn't do all of those things, yeah, I don't want to, but I don't want to. No, I, don't want <laughs> I literally to. do I have no interest <laughs> no, in doing those things. Yeah. I have a very narrow focus and I like doing that. And I like sending people to other people similar to me who have a, who have a very narrow focus in their particular exactly. field and that they're super passionate about that thing, right. you're going to get much better, you know, results as opposed Absolutely. to like whatever I learned at a nutrition continuing exactly. education <laughs> seminar, you know, three years ago that might not even be valid, valid now. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to yeah. try to be a nutritionist yeah. now, you know, if you have a compromised airway, you have to get on an anti-inflammatory diet as quickly right. as possible. Like, as quickly as possible. I mean, really, everyone should be doing that in general yes. anyway. Mm -hmm. you know, I think just whole low-level systemic inflammation is a big, big problem. And again, it's one of those things that people don't see and feel immediately so they don't pay attention to it and they don't do the things that could help reduce that, like sleep properly, exercise, you know, get sun exposure, eat well, you know, <laughs> think well. Like, they... It just seems like too simplistic of things to do, and the the warning sign is just not ominous enough, I guess, for people to like want to, you know, take action steps to correct it. <laughs> it's that, and in our society, we've been told that when you get old, this, 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 and this are normal. Right. Right. And none of it's normal. A lot of stuff I hear none, normal. None of it's normal. Yeah, I, I've said it on here before, but when we do our examination and when we do our history and we're doing, you know, doing that stuff and asking people questions, you know, I'll ask, do you have headaches? You know, and a very common answer. It's not like every once in a while, very common answer I'll get is just the normal ones. Yeah, like, headaches aren't normal. There, there's no normal headache, <laughs> you know, like how many times, maybe twice a week. So it's like eight times a month. Right. You have a headache yeah. for how many years? I don't 
and that's the no that's not normal <laughs> it's common right Com yeah common doesn't mean but it's not normal common but it is common it is yeah. common and so oh you know in this in this span of your career because of the way people eat or don't eat or move and don't move have you seen any uh anatomical changes happening in either people's mouths or facial structures uh, from either, you know, not eating certain foods or eating too much of other foods or not using the structures of their mouth properly? Yeah, I mean, the, the overriding philosophy in the sleep space is that the bulk of the issues with the tongue and the palate being in the airway and your upper and lower jaws being underdeveloped are that we are not breastfeeding long enough. Um, kids are encouraged from, I don't know where this whole philosophy has come from, but, you know, they're not supposed to eat anything that might be too hard to chew. Well, right. the problem with not using your jaw is like it's not like anything. using anything. So our, the lower third of our face is very underdeveloped and our upper and lower jaws are mostly like almost micromathic. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why nobody has a chin and nobody has... Why do you think that's happening? Like it's from uh, eating processed foods, and early on, kids aren't chewing anything. Yeah. They're they're eating stuff that's already processed. Everything is soft, and oh gosh, we don't want them to choke. And, right, right. Um, so yeah, I mean, some of the some of the treatment for underdeveloped jaws in little kiddos is having him chew, chew, chew on chew on a chew carrot yeah. four or five times a day, <laughs> uh, along with there's certain appliances yep. that are great. Um, that help with advancement of the jaws and you know the earlier we can catch it the better um, but yeah it's from not chewing wow yeah isn't that crazy I mean <laughs> it is do do you think that there are like daily activities that may be influencing that like I know for us uh, a lot of the time that people spend on uh, electronic devices and being in the forward head posture oh. position that yeah. really messes things up. I don't have the airway either. <laughs> I don't know. I was going to say, I don't know if that messes things up for you guys, airway-wise or mouth-wise or, you know. Well, I mean, the back of the airway is the right. front of the spine, like we were talking about off-air. So, yeah, I mean, the, your, the chiroprac chiropractic stuff and the, the curve, natural curve hmm. of the spine, and especially the position of Atlas, which yeah. is the upper spine. Yeah. Um, that angle has to be 10 degrees and a lot of people it's like two right or one really flat yeah <laughs> so yeah. sometimes yeah, that's going a huge, the other way I mean, that's a huge problem yeah i mean i just our our society is eating stuff that's very that's very inflammatory over processed so people aren't chewing and you know it's just it's it's crushing people's airway so you know aside from actually using your mouth and chewing you know, mm -hmm. what are other things that people can do to sort of combat that? I mean, obviously, it would be things like not eating as many processed foods or eating foods that cause you to have to use some kind of pressure with your jaw. That's right. I recommend chewing. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, if you're an adult and you have a lot of inflammation and phlegm and difficulty breathing and, you know, just going on an anti-inflammatory diet is a great thing. I do the 30-day healthy living program three times a year. It's through Arbonne International. Very easy to look up. Mm -hmm. Super easy to find. I mean, you obviously can reach out to me. Um, very easy to find somebody that 
I mean, you basically get free coaching. You can also Google anti-inflammatory right. diets. I think an exclusionary diet is a really good thing for most people to do. Yeah. Um, because when you exclude things for 30 days, you feel great and you can slowly add things back right. and decide, you know, it helps you uncover what things are inflammatory. You can also do, when I was talking about it with a patient today, um, inflammation panel, you know, food inflammatory mm -hmm. panel testing. There's a company called Any Lab Test Now. You can walk in as a citizen, mm -hmm. <laughs> just walk just in and get, get the, the panel done. Um, especially if you suspect that a component of gluten bothers you or that you're not processing dairy. Dairy's terrible for your airway. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I highly recommend limiting that just in general if you can't breathe. Okay. So, so are there are there any other uh, specialties or subspecialties? I know you talked a little bit about correcting tongue ties and stuff like that, and not just in children, but in adults as well. Um, are there any other things that uh, the general public wouldn't necessarily be having top of mind when they think of dentistry? Um, so you're talking about, so we talked about airway. Yep. Um, so other things that we do that people wouldn't think of right that, or or is, does, is that pretty much the breadth of what you guys are focused on i mean because that's already a lot <laughs> yeah i mean we also deal a lot with jaw pain and kind of head and neck pain okay and that's when i'm coordinating care really mm -hmm. quickly right with a, a chiropractor or an acupuncture uh, and that gets referred to us too a lot you know right. people will go to to the ent and the ent says hey there's nothing really wrong with your ears it looks like it's your jaw so i I still do a lot of TMD treatment, and sometimes okay. people do just have jaw pain. And the orthotics that we use to relieve jaw pain are still pretty traditional because we do need to release those tight muscles and get them in a flat plane appliance so that that, that can settle down. Right. Uh, we then are often, once their joint is settled down, transitioning them onto a sleep appliance because they're they shouldn't be in a traditional night appliance if they have an airway issue because it blocks your airway. But okay. urgently... So maybe fixing one thing but really obstructing something else. Right. So er, that's And that's why some people, and I mean, I'm sure people talk to you about their jaw pain, they'll say, oh, well, I had an appliance, but I couldn't wear it. I kept ripping it out. Well, they probably had an that was their natural reflex. To not... Because to to, uh, they couldn't... Suffocate. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then the other thing that we treat a lot of, and we're very aggressive about it, and some of that is, you know, my own personal story, is that I do believe, just like you do, that getting rid of any and all inflammation that you can is yeah. super important for people's health. So we have a very complex, uh, sort of aggressive system for eliminating mouth inflammation, which is not something I really knew about until mm -hmm. about three or four years ago. I was suffering from my own chronic gum disease, which I was certain was going to take out some, end up, I was going to end up losing some teeth. Oh, wow. I was struggling with mouth odor that was difficult for me socially. Um, and every time I went, every time I got my teeth cleaned, even though I was going every three months and flossing every, obviously I know how to clean my teeth. Right. <laughs> um, it didn't matter what I did. So traditional dentistry was failing me okay. as a patient. And so I went to a seminar and I got presented these 
trays called perioprotect trays. They're like a hyperbaric chamber for your mouth. They have a gasket all the way around them. You put 1.7% peroxide gel in them. It oxygenates the microbiome in your mouth, mm -hmm. which the bad bacteria do not like. Yeah. <laughs> and it it really cured my, my gum disease. It makes your teeth really? stinking white, which is another good yeah. side effect. And uh, it gets rid of mouth odor in three days. So, wow. Yeah. It's like a miracle. It was a miracle for me. So I'm very passionate, obviously, about that, sharing that with others. The other thing that we do that most every other dentist doesn't do is we salivary test the actual bacteria, too, because okay. some bacteria are resistant to everything. Right. So we want to know and exactly what yeah, it is. Yeah. And you sometimes have nasties in there. And if the person has, you know, a cardiovascular incident, um, issue they have stents or right you do not want or, bacteria <laughs> well and if they so they come to us a lot of times with all these pre-existing conditions right and we're faced with saying okay well we have to do a deep cleaning to get your gums healthy you certainly want healthy gums right you if you have a heart issue but i don't want to take all that bacteria and shove it into their bloodstream all right. in one day so we're able to test the bacteria and see what we're dealing with sometimes pre-medicate them right with yep. antibiotics i don't love antibiotics but you know sometimes they're you need them you need them yeah. and we also pre-treat pre-treat them with the trays so the trays bring the volume of bacteria and the number down okay. quickly um so we get we have them do the trays twice a day for two weeks just you know so is this something that everyone with gum disease should I think Look every into... human should own a pair of okay. pair of protect trays. Oh, so this is a thing. This isn't an in-office thing. This is a yeah. No, it's something. This is you no. do at home. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, you do it okay. at home. Okay. You you okay. have to you have to get them right, at right. a dental office because right, right. we have to you know we have to make the three D models three D yeah. uh, trays for your mouth. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And then yeah. and then how often do people? Is this like a, a thing that they'll just do forever? Forever. Mm -hmm. Okay. So at first, until we get you healthy, you're doing it twice a day. Okay. As soon as you then have your deep cleaning, and or your antibiotic treatment, and things are healthy, and you're in the maintenance, you're in maintenance mode, yep. right? Then you're just doing it once a day. And some people even, you know, can back off to three or four times a week. Okay. Um, but it. It's way more what people say to me all the time. Well, I'm terrible about flossing. I'm, you know, I'm not compliant. I'm like, neither is anyone else. Right. But that'll just like dissolve everything in between the well, teeth. Well, <laughs> you mean you should still floss, right? right? Like you shouldn't. Right, right. Shouldn't not, shouldn't not floss. That's terrible English. <laughs> you should continue to floss. And we encourage people to floss. However, paraprotect rays are way more motivating. Okay. Because of how amazing it makes your mouth feel. Like, wow. It's just like flossing's not that motivating unless you like me can't imagine. i'm gonna have to come check that out like I, you I, can't i want to know about these yeah. trays myself <laughs> absolutely um yeah for the bleaching alone right? yeah yeah and the and the breath thing is just yeah, incredible especially you're talking to people all day long like right <laughs> and the worst thing you want to do is yeah. put mints in your mouth please but um yeah so it makes your mouth feel amazing and so for my patients that's what i say i okay. get it you know, flossing's not that motivating. However, these trays are just motivating. Right. They just are. That's awesome. Yeah. And so uh, when someone wants that uh, 
obviously they come in, they get scanned, and then they just get like their stuff shipped to their home, or they get no. it shipped to the office, and then you guys yeah we try show them how to we use try it them in and show them how to use it, okay. and then we have them on their regime, and then a lot of times they're getting their deep cleaning right two weeks later, and then we're doing another check to make sure that you know to let them know okay things look good now, um, so now you can transition to once a day nice. and then we can also use the, the great thing about the trays too is we have some people unfortunately that have gum issues and decay issues so if they have decay issues we can use it as a fluoride carrier um mm. or whatever right calcium can, anything calcium that you need for the trays. any kind of carrier you can put i mean some people don't like fluoride so we also have calcium hydroxide paste like whatever whatever medicaments we're using we'll can be tray. carried by that same tray um, because some, if we're trying to rebuild bone, we use a certain kind of antibiotic that goes right on top of the peroxide, and it just gets carried together all at once. So, That's so cool. Yeah, I, and it's a super useful tray because this amazing person. You can use it for everything. Well, this amazing person invented the gasket that goes just all the way around. It, completely. it just seals it off. So, so. none of that stuff's leaking into right. your mouth. It's not choking you and right. gagging you. Right. And, yeah. Yeah, it's an amazing invention. A dentist invented it because his mother, <laughs> she got periodontal surgery done on one side of her mouth, and she wouldn't go back to the other side. <laughs> she was like, you got to invent something. Sorry. That's like too I'm painful. I'm not going back. Yeah. She goes, I'm, there's no way I'm going back. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild. So that's how it got invented. That's awesome, though. Yeah. I mean, that just, it sounds amazing. It is amazing. Okay, so... If someone does want to work with you guys, with your office, like what do they do? I mean, obviously they just call, they make an appointment. What does that look like in your office? Do you guys take insurance? Do you not take insurance? Uh, yeah. So our phone number is 904-247-0111. Certainly you can old school it, you know, give us a call. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we also have a chat feature on our website. Um, I don't remember the name of the company. It doesn't really matter, but it's a Simplify. So a little screen comes up, and mm -hmm. a lot of people will chat and request an appointment. Um, our appointments are complicated, right, because we have multiple different providers. Some people will come through as a new patient on my side if they're just consulting with me about sleep, or they're coming in just to get perio trays, or they're coming in, you know, for individual procedures. A lot of, t lot of times they'll come in on the dentist side. A, a lot of new patients, though, can come in with the hygienist for a two-hour appointment usually. Um, sometimes if they're, like, let's say they moved here from Toledo, right, and they've been going every three months and, you know, they're up to date with everything. We're often transferring records mm -hmm. and they're, and they're, we're doing, we're still doing an initial thorough comprehensive exam, um, but they're also getting their teeth cleaned that day. Okay. So it looks different depending on why people are coming. We have as we just talked about, right, kind of a niche practice right. too. So if they're coming just for select services, then that new patient appointment will look different. Right, based on what they're coming in for. Yeah, exactly. And then do you guys take insurance? Are you guys a cash office? So we accept assignment of benefits. Right. What that looks like is if people have a really good PPO or even certain components of Medicare, uh, we're able to accept that assignment. So we have a dedicated person that deals with insurance, and she's amazing. She and I have been working together forever. Like, we were figuring it out today, I think, like, 18 or 19 years. Because wow. she worked with me in St. Augustine also. 
when she moved out of the area when she came back she came to, to us and so she's really good at sorting it out making it work for the patient explaining to them the difference between in and out of network right um, honestly we also have a membership program so if people okay. have unfortunate insurance <laughs> which is most people <laughs> yeah because dental insurance in general is kind of unfortunate um, a lot of people will drop their insurance especially if they're paying for any part of it and it's bad right. um, they'll drop it and just and do our membership so plan. it's like a concierge type practice well it's a yeah we are we're a fee-for-service office right. but we we really are we really work hard to maximize people's benefits right. yeah. we're not a the there are like concierge dental offices that say oh well I'm, you know it's great you have insurance but too bad for you we're not right. helping right. you right. we're very helpful we're very insurance friendly um, and you know if people have benefits especially if they're paying good money for right. them we want to help them I would say if, if any patients are out there listening and you are thinking oh i have all these dental needs and so i need to go find insurance please don't do that right <laughs> <laughs> please don't there is there is no good individual private dental pay plan. dental insurance <laughs> it's not a good deal for the dental insurance companies and so there isn't any right there that's why they build big tall buildings they're very smart and they're, they're just not going to do that so it's better to come in right Get a comprehensive exam and let us work with you to help you decide. Figure out how to take how care it's of gonna, it. Yeah, how okay. it's going to, yeah. Okay, so if there's one final idea or thought or word of advice that you would like to let our listeners know, uh, what would that be? You can't have a healthy body without a healthy mouth. Mm. Short and sweet. Or airway. <laughs> Doc. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to come and sit down and talk to me for a little bit. I definitely learned uh, some things that I did not know about, uh, and I definitely want to check out these uh, perio trays. Uh, so just thank you again, and you. I look forward to having you again in the future. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll have all the information for uh Dr. Huckey in the episode. So all of the website, the phone number, or, or any social media that they may have is going to be included in that description of the episode. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome.